Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, JT's pouring a cocktail to get ready for our award winning podcast. Let me remind you that the JT and Looney podcast is powered by Bet Online. It's the top place in the world to go to bet on sports. It's really cool, and they're a proud sponsor of the JT and Looney podcast. Or maybe they're ashamed. Nevertheless, they are a sponsor, and we love them for it. Go to betonline.ag, and <sighs> you smell that. That is the smell of the National Football League. Football is in the air, and so is college football. Marijuana's in the air. That might be what you're smelling, a little smog, some forest fires. Nevertheless, it's also the smell of pigskin. And down the stretch they come. We're just weeks away from the National Football League, at least preseason action. People who know what they're doing even win money betting on games during the preseason. So whether or not you got World Series futures, Super Bowl futures, you get some good odds at betonline.ag. Use your mobile device as bad copywriters write. In other words, use your phone. Go to betonline.ag, download the app, get a 50% sign-up bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney. If you haven't utilized that before, you should do that. Just type in the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get your 50% sign-up bonus at BetOnline, where the game starts. And now the podcast starts, damn it. I don't know how long it's been, but... It's summertime programming on radio and on podcasting where we kind of insist that we take some time apart for a little bit so we don't get on each other's nerves and we can at least prove that we have busy lives so we don't have to podcast every day. How well, yes. Well, summertime is when people do things. It's America's economy is roaring along and it used to cost $300 to fly to Elmira, New York, and now it costs $1,300. So I got to jump through some when I want to go uh, visit relatives and friends and See my niece play the piano in Elmira like I will do next week. Mm. I have to uh, I have to jump through some fiery hoops to get cheaper tickets, which I did. Well, I'm happy you were able to do that, and I'm going to a New York wedding. My nephew, my oldest nephew, is getting married. So it's the first family wedding that we're having in this generation. Great. Well, my mom and dad have seven grandkids. This is the oldest one. And my sons are the two youngest grandsons, and this is the oldest. And my dad and my mom will be in a beautiful dad in a suit, mom in a dress, and they'll be there as their grandson walks down the aisle with his lovely bride-to-be. So I'll be up in New Paltz, New York. Uh, New Paltz is another SUNY school. Yes, I I almost went there. Yeah, I went to SUNY Geneseo. I didn't have to go to New Paltz because I could get into Geneseo, which is now known as the Harvard of the SUNY system. Yes, so you say. So I say, and it's backed up by that. So I'm going to fly in. We're going to fly in as a family. I know a couple of our viewers will think I'm nuts. I still do the red eye because I like to work. So I'm going to work that day. I'm going to take the 1120 out of Vegas where uh-huh. it will be 110 on the tarmac at that point. And then we're going to fly nonstop to Newark. And the only thing, knock wood, that can ruin my trip is if the plane doesn't leave. And doesn't Ooh. go to Newark because right. if it was during the day, I would almost say 50-50. I don't get on that plane because of the way the airline travel is now. I'd say, oh, there's a storm somewhere in Chicago. I'm not flying to Chicago. I'm flying from Vegas to New York. But they cancel the flight because there's storms. And have you noticed on the news every night there's a storm 
that's grounding like 1,100 yes. flights as people are trying to get this. They, they used to not ground 1,100 flights because it rained and there were thunderstorms. What the hell's going on out there? Well, I think the storms are of a heavier nature now, supposedly those hot pockets uh, up there that are, you know, that caused the turbulence have gotten uh, crazier and uh, more dangerous. And so I think that's part of it. Uh, hotter and colder and climate issues. We're not, for, you know, if you do mention any type of uh, effects of climate change, there's some weathermen in certain places that can't even use the term anymore. People get triggered. But nevertheless, whatever's going on with the crazy weather, it makes you nervous when you got to fly back east. When are you going? I'm going this upcoming Wednesday. Oh, me too. That's yeah. <laughs> I'll see you at the airport. Oh, I would have seen yeah. you at the airport if it was LAX. Yeah. yeah, four or five days, big family. Get a chance to see my cousins and my nieces and my nephews, which is what we should be doing. We should be yeah. spending more time with our families, traveling to great events. Well, according to you know, as as you know, one of my other jobs is the irons and the fires that you and I always have several. Is this a newsman, JT? And yeah, that's always a, a great way to uh, cheat your way through 30 seconds of your copy is to talk about the busy airports and the cancellations and the price of gas and the lottery tickets. <laughs> that's a great way to sneak your way through a newscast. Yeah, and they let us have whatever we want in the state of Nevada. Not that I partake. I don't gamble. Mm -hmm. We have legalized prostitutions, prostitution right. in some areas, but we make everyone in Nevada – in Las Vegas, drive to the freaking California border to buy a lottery ticket. True. Let me finish. To buy a lottery ticket, a mega millions, but we'll let drunk off their ass guy from the Midwest, hammered, play blackjack and lose $25,000 at the table. We'll let him do that, but we won't let anyone who lives here buy a lottery ticket. They have to drive to California to the border. To participate in the mega million. Well, Nevada knows what they're doing. The state built on gambling. <laughs> people get in line on the border of California and Nevada to buy some lottery. Oh, yeah, you know what's going on there. They want you spending the money on that blackjack table. And I you know, I would tell anybody, any young person, take that $10 each week and $40 each month. Yeah, compound with, it. Uh, right. And, uh, and, but I don't follow that advice because I don't think the in life i don't think the odds apply to me i don't think it's a good buy for anybody else but uh, i'm a lucky guy so i buy them you know it's interesting on that topic i don't gamble but you know a lottery ticket or gambling a cheeseburger on a game you know oh that's different it's yeah. different but a couple of my buddies out here in vegas my core group of guys out here they whenever the mega millions gets like 800 million or more they ask us if we all want to get in and I was getting in on it because if they became millionaires and I didn't, they would have right. rubbed it in my face the rest of my life. <laughs> so I was guilted into buying some, but now I don't anymore. Look, if my friends, if my friends become uh, billionaires, I think they'll get to the point where they'll share that with me. Some of it, but, uh, Oh yeah. I'm not gonna oh, that, that. That's, a, that's some of the first things I think of. First thing I think I do is the math. Say a billion. Okay. I'm in California. I'm getting 420 million. <laughs> I'm not yeah, getting right. a billion. And so I, cause you, I, I know my, you know, not that I'm a math genius, but I'm always percents always came easy and I can take a look at a number and immediately know what 40% of that jackpot is. So, because uh, that's where we, we get penalized the most in California. But $400 is good, and I always immediately think of different fun ways I could be generous with the money. You know, one way is you send someone a check 
uh, for less than $10,000 every month because you're allowed to get a certain amount of gifts each. You know, and I would figure out stuff like that, a way to uh, help other people. I'll live, I send send people for fun nine, a check for $9,999.99. Well, happy belated birthday. You look oh, great. thank you. You thank look you. great. You look. You get younger. You go backwards. You'll never tell me, one of your best friends or anybody <laughs> real age. We have no idea. I really do have no idea. I That's would be funny. off by five years if you put a gun to my head. But I know you just had a birthday. I, I know that you don't promote your birthday like others do. <laughs> oh I love God. the person on Facebook. And again, a lot of our viewers probably come off of Facebook. I love the person. So every morning when I wake up, first thing I do when I wake up and you know, finally come to life is I grab my phone and I look to make sure there wasn't an emergency. Right. You know, everyone's okay. And then I go to Facebook and then I go to birthdays. And on any given day, there's three to four birthdays, some days six. Some days five, and then I go into each of those little birthday areas and wish uh, them a happy birthday. I always love the person, which I don't. I'm ripping on these people. That the day of their birthday or the day before, they write, oh, pre-birthday dinner. And there's a picture of them. Oh, right, just so or, you can't be ready. Uh, I'm at the pool today. Uh, birthday week begins where they have to let us know it's their birthday, the day of their birthday or the day before I'm fascinated by this. I, I bet you 10% or 15% of the people do that instead of you just wishing them a happy birthday because you remember the day or you see it on Oh, uh, And that has, you know, when I was growing up, it was one of my favorite things to do. As you know, I'm, an, I'm name obsessed. I think the simple things make people feel loved. And like remembering someone's name, number one. Uh, but also rem before Facebook came along, remembering someone's birthday, remembering small things about someone. Now, that's a big thing. But I, I tell the people story uh, a story a lot about uh, you and I, and you're not a big cake guy. No. And I'm at the radio station, and when I would break my, uh, you know, when I would eat a crazy carb, it would be a a, a carrot cake muffin. Yes. From, I love carrot cake. Yes, and from from a Whole Foods. And you were in to be talking during a commercial, and I was eating a carrot cake muffin, and you said, "I'm not a cake guy, but I like carrot cake." And you turned around and walked out. Then several years later, uh, our boss and your close friend, Andrew Ashwood, died. And you were going to have family in town on top of it, and they knew you were sad, and I knew you'd have people over. So I dropped you off a carrot cake. And you said, how the hell did you know I liked carrot cake? <laughs> it was because I listened to that small thing, that small thing. And if you just let, let people know you've listened to something small that they've said, it makes them feel loved. Well, if there's anybody who's going to write a book about me, a tell-all, be you for all the things I've said <laughs> in front of you. But again, back to birthdays. Happy. So you're a July. You. You're a July. Yes, birthday. a moon child. Cancer. Moon yes. Child. I'm a Thanksgiving. This year, my birthday's on Thanksgiving. Everyone will forget, other than my family, my mom and dad. Everyone forgets when it's on Thanksgiving because very busy eating very. and watching three football <laughs> games, and then they'll oh, it's JT's birthday. It's Thanksgiving, and when it actually falls on Thanksgiving. Uh, very fond memories throughout my life because the family was together on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's great. Which is great. But I'm happy you have a July birthday because I see behind you for the for our viewers, you have the Eiffel Tower. Yes. Behind you, along with the Marilyn Monroe portrait, the Warhol behind you. And uh, what's with the Paris theme? Because I you got kind of some Paris hair going. <laughs> Warhol Campbell yeah. suit shirt on. You're going through some Andy thing, Paris thing. What's going on? I, I got you know I have some worse first world problems right now. I need to oh. grow out you know, for for some acting auditions. They want a little more gray hair, and I don't really. If I grow it out, you can see some gray. 
even though it appears blonde, as you can see, because it mixes in with the brown. So that's one thing, and I, I, I like it short, but I have to grow it out for show business reasons. And this was just a nice gift, and I decided to change my background <laughs> manually rather than, uh, rather than do it with the Zoom stuff. I, did it, I do it with my own artwork. And this isn't really, a, uh, this is photography. Photography is art. You, as a matter of fact, you f prefer photography to actual art, don't you? Uh, the art is behind me. It's, uh, art is a framed, signed photograph of Joe Montana and Jim Brown and Fred Bolitnikoff. I believe that is art. Art is uh, framed jerseys for me. I, I don't have a piece of art in my house, which I'm embarrassed by that. I have a lot of, you know, you've been in my house. I think I have right. a really nice house. We yes. live in our house. We live in our house, so we don't. You know, our house isn't, oh, don't step there. Oh, don't oh I've always there. been the same way. Yeah, get a nice couch, sit on it. Don't put plastic on it and tell people gonna, not to sit on it. We're going to wait. We're going to wait for our big art purchase coming up here. But Oh, you oh you have something in mind. Yeah, we have, my wife wants to do something uh, coming up here, so I'll let you know when that happens. When, when we, we had, at the Super Bowl at Arizona, Joe Montana sat down with us. And you know how relaxed I am, sometimes too relaxed, and it embarrasses you when we have guests. But that's me. Yeah. And, but that was one of the few times we had a guest that I was in awe. We had been interviewing people over the phone and in person for 15 years together. And I, I was, I, it was like the Chris Farley interview when I would ask a question. Yeah, uh, I thought you would take that one off. I thought you would get up and go, I'm going to get a coffee. Uh, why oh, don't you go sit down and talk for 12 minutes? Jesus Christ. Yeah, we should find that one. Uh, <laughs> it's the JT and Looney podcast. I have a really big topic, really big sports oh, topic that I've covered all week. I did a, lo a lot of double dipping this week. I did three hours Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on Mad Dog. Get me a juice box. Get me an award. <laughs> then my five days a week on Raider Nation Radio. And all of a sudden, running backs don't get paid anymore. Yes. Oh, my God, what a topic. So we're not going to pay running backs. I'm in Vegas. Josh Jacobs reportedly real close. He led the league in rushing. Oh, nothing. Led the league in rushing. Right. And they were negotiating a contract extension. The franchise tag is $10.09 million. And Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley went into Minnesota against the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs on the road and beat Kirk Cousins, and we'll get to that in a second, and was great. And the two best running backs in football, along with Derrick Henry, all of a sudden the market's depressed. And what I find fab fascinating about this topic is for years on the radio, I've been saying that we need some of these salaries to come down. Mm -hmm. especially the NBA player. I think this is a bigger problem with the NBA, and this is why the NFL is freaking out, because James Harden could have a, sh uh, a really bad year, and James Harden could get a, a Supermax contract that'll pay him $42 million the next year. Kyrie Irving quits on his teammates all over. Oh, is he going to get a Supermax in Dallas? He'll get a new contract offer. We can't pay these running backs, and you and I grew up in the heyday oh. of running backs. Let me give you a few. Franco Harris, Tony Dorsett. Eric Dickerson, Marcus Allen, the all-time great Earl Campbell, Barry Earl Campbell, Sanders, Walter Payton, and now all of a sudden, did we mention O.J. Simpson? O.J. Simpson, Jesus, quite and possibly the best. Time, wow. Yeah, we're living in a time now where we can't scrape up, scrape up. You know, take a little bit from him, a little bit from him, get the running back an extra million or two, and you know why? Because the market dictates. The price, just like the stock market. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants the stock market to go up. Everybody wants real estate to go up. The Looney Mansion usually goes up in price every year. But you've lived through a real estate pullback. 
right? Where you're, yep. where you're all of a sudden, my, my house is down 100 grand. Well, it'll come back. Well, running backs, because the league has turned into a video game, thanks to Drew Brees throwing it 70 times a game, that everybody thinks you can get a running back anywhere, anytime, fifth round, seventh round, undrafted, run that guy into the ground for four or five years and get a new one. There's a lot of quarterbacks that'll tell you they wouldn't have their Super Bowl ring or their Hall of Fame career without the guy that got them over the top. You know, Terrell Davis for for John Elway, Marshall, uh, Marshall Falk for for Kurt Warner. Uh, you know, the guy, the guy that kept getting you that first down or could catch the ball out of the backfield. And that's what they're looking for. And there's another thing that's evolving, and that is. Uh, like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and these amazing guys, Randall Cunningham, Steve Young, these guys that know, that would have played running back over the years. They're taking the best football player on the field in high school around the country. Now, they're not just making the rich guy's son the quarterback anymore. It's going to be the best football player that they're putting at quarterback. Lamar Jackson's the best football player on the field. Would have been an amazing running back or wide receiver or tight end, probably, or any position, right? Middle linebacker, could have been a defensive back. And that's what they're doing. And so that's another reason. There's, there's less of these amazing guys and more and more. And at the position throughout the years, through our lifetime, they've gotten better and better and better. There's so many great ones coming out of high school and coming out of college. That in, in a way, the way the sport has improved and the position that – They've become interchangeable. You look back, you got to go back to 2013, and it's 2023. Right. You got to go back a decade to uh, Marshawn Lynch, right? A featured yeah. back here. LeGarrette Blunt won three Super Bowls two with the Patriots, one with the Eagles. You look at who Kansas City's had with their two Super Bowl victories. Look at the Rams. When the Rams won the Super Bowl, they moved yeah. on from the Todd Gurley contract, which yep. was an albatross. And they did it cheaper, but it's a really important topic to me because I'll evolve with the times. I'm not, hey, get off right. my long guy. But when it comes to this one, I'm getting kicked to the curb because when I say, you know, Saquon Barkley is really valuable, so is Josh Jacobs, a lot of smart fans say it doesn't matter. The market is what it is, and it's a down market now. And it's a shame because I always believe you need a great running back to ball control, win games. You need a running back in the playoffs. You need a running back outdoors in the winter to get you that first down and set up the game-winning field goal. A lot of times everyone says, well, the quarterback's going to win the game. You're probably right. But how many of these games end on a 39-yard field goal where the running back got six yards to set up the game-winning field goal, and then afterwards everyone looks at the stat sheet and goes, well, the quarterback was 31-39 for 290 yards. It's The point is a great running back can decide every football game. And we've discounted it now. And I feel for these guys because, Tom, a long-term contract in football going forward with a running back is a two-year extension. You're going to get your rookie deal. After the rookie deal, your owner and GM can franchise tag you. So after four years, if your fifth-year option didn't get picked up like Josh Jacobs, which I'm not hard on the Raiders for doing that. They didn't know who they were getting in Josh Jacobs. Four years, he played well, but it was a new regime, new head coach, new GM. So they wanted to kick the tires and see. Jacobs leads the league in rushing, and now you're, you, didn't ta- you didn't pick up his fifth-year option. You can only franchise tag him. And you look at Josh Jacobs going, man, I'd love to get another three or four years, but the market's only given two to three, and that's not good for the future of that position, in my opinion. Ask Kirk Cousins, though, if the team keeps 
signing it to the to the franchise tag. That's not the worst life if you stay healthy. <laughs> oh, it's great for a quarterback. It is yeah, it's great for it's a quarterback because you're top five at the position. And I never yeah. thought Kirk Cousins and a lot of guys aren't top five at their position. If you look at the heyday of Brady, now what, what is the franchise tag going to look like in football now? Mahomes is going to set the bar. Aaron Rodgers is at fifty million a year. Okay, then you go to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who I think are both great. I think Josh Allen isn't good. He's great. So, and then Jalen Hurts, I don't think is good. He's great. So for all those quarterbacks, and Hurts got a long-term deal, Mahomes does, Josh Allen already has, Burrow and Justin Herbert are next. You can franchise tag them, but you're going to piss them off if you do. And they're yeah. going to get new long-term deals that the running backs aren't going to get because the quarterbacks get the majority of the money. It's just a big topic this week, which was much bigger than I thought. Every fan in any era of football, dating back to leather helmets, remembers one or two or ten great running backs oh, in our and, lifetime, and, and now we, we don't. And how many did we mention, too, that were all at the same time? Yeah. That were all at the where, where it was. And, and, and that's the difference in the NFL, the evolution of the quarterback position. And, and we've always said, in a macro sense, we both – uh, wanted to always remember that these are the good old days. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times in sports, we love to harken back and say, so-and-so, a sport was better back then, or a position was better, or the players were better way back when. But it was a different game back then. And you had now, these might be the good old days of quarterbacks. Just think of the top five that you just named, but we could name 10 off the top of our head that are playing in the NFL right now that are legendary or Hall of Fame and putting up an amazing numbers. And just even their, uh, their completion percentage compared to the quarterbacks we grew up with who are Hall of Famers with Terry Bradshaw and Bob Greasy and Roger Staubach and those guys who completed 50% of their passes. And we had Joe Namath shoved down our throat, always told that he was a legend. But by the time we were watching football, he sucked. Uh, but they kept trying to tell us he didn't. And But they were all completing 50% of their passes. These are the good old days when it comes to watching quarterbacks and not running backs. And the running backs are suffering from it in the bank. Yeah, and the running back now has no future in front of him. Austin Eckler who's really good, really good player with the Chargers. He's really good. Yep. He's making close to nothing on his contract and he just found out this week that Josh Jacobs didn't get a lot and Saquon Barkley didn't get a lot and Jonathan Taylor who plays for the Colts who was great out of Wisconsin he had a couple really big years huge years got banged up a bit and they're looking at everybody going wait a second I'm going into this upcoming training camp this week and I got to hope for a deal next year which I know I'm going to get franchise tag because the two best guys just did and the franchise tag's only going to be $10 million. It'll go up to eleven because the cap goes up every year. But they're going, holy crap, I'm not going to get a new five-year deal? No. Even the best players aren't going to get anything more than two to three years because there's a running back on the team in the waiting room who's a rookie or a second-year player on a rookie deal that was drafted in the fifth round or higher, and they're not getting anything, and they're probably pretty good, and they can replace the great back who I guess the GM and everybody thinks is going to be on the shelf in a couple of years. It's a very important moment because contracts are not going down in sports. Otani is about to get 600 million, not 60 million. We're talking about a running back yep. getting 10.09. Then we're talking about Otani getting 600 million guaranteed, by the way, all of it. And then we go to the NBA and I said, it's an NBA problem. The NBA player, the seventh guy on the bench, 
who was once a pretty good player, but now he's moving down the bench, is on the last three years of his deal making $12 million, yep. and he's playing 11 minutes a game. And these running backs are looking around going, holy crap, why didn't I pick that sport? I thought I picked the sport from Pop Warner to high school that made me the king of the prom and the state champion, the running back. Yes. And now a guy, a backup power forward in the NBA is on a $40 million deal. I can understand why these running backs are upset. And, and in terms of our sense of romance, we are a little bit crestfallen because it was you know, as I grew up playing Pop Warner, I was a big boy, so I always had to play on the line. Uh, thank you, thank you. And uh, in you know, it's a Catholic school, so the big. I was one of the fastest guys in the team. I wanted to be a running back. I wanted to be Ironhead Hayward, a big guy who was fast, but I couldn't. I had to I'd be a team member. And one of the several things mix into this in my <sighs> issues, and that is, first of all, I, I don't think you should walk around in life with lots of regrets that hold you down. One of the regrets I have, and I'll always have, and there's nothing I could ever change about it, is I never scored a touchdown <laughs> because I was a lineman. And growing up, but what would I do in practice? What would I do outside in the snow with my football? Uh, I would run around pretending I was one. And I even over the years, I thought if I ever won an Academy Award, I would walk up to that stage and I would say, it's not a Heisman, but I'll take it, right? <laughs> because the running back position has always been so glamorous. Ernie Davis won a Heisman Trophy. He was from Elmira, New York, which we have to say, it's an FCC rule in this podcast, we have to say Elmira, New York at least once every time. So I became obsessed with the Heisman and the running back position and who was going to win the Heisman and the great running backs and watched them go on to be great in the NFL, which they didn't used to be a lot of times. And so I miss that that position isn't the isn't the prom king position anymore. Thoughts and prayers out to the running backs. Let me tell you what I'm watching. I'm watching Netflix quarterbacks. So it's a documentary series brought to you by Omaha Productions, Peyton Manning's company. And Peyton Manning's company put this documentary series together. And little did we know that last season, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and Marcus Mariota, three quarterbacks, were mic'd up. And had a camera on him the entire year. So you think Hard Knocks has a camera on you. Right. Rogers is pissed off today. Started camp. And there's a camera on him. These guys agreed to it all year. Well, just let me give you some quick things. Takeaways on this. I do not make fun of anyone's wife. I don't think that's gentlemanly. Uh-oh. Okay. But, <laughs> but just, watch, just watch the Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Watch Mahomes. <laughs> all right on this and you're going to give me an award for taking the high road. Mahomes is you're getting Mahomes in a Super Bowl year every week as he's building a house as he has a baby daughter and another son on the way that is born. All of this is happening and he is just kicking ass. He got an Airbnb 6 weeks I believe before the Super Bowl. It, before the Super Bowl, he was so confident that he, he got the Airbnb ahead of time because he knew he was going to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. Kirk Cousins is probably the biggest holy roller that you would ever love in your life. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert, he loses in the first round of the playoffs to the Giants at home after a great season. At one point, they were 9-2. and two. Yep. Most comebacks he had. They had the greatest comeback of all time, even bigger than the Bills-Oilers. Remember in the playoffs, the Frank Wright game? They were down yep. 33 to nothing to Indy. 
They chronicled that win. He loses in the first round. Comes home with his wife, pulls up. He's got two young boys. Gives them a bath and reads to them. Reads to them. I would have been throwing things through the wall. I would have told my wife, I'm going to the bar. I'm never coming back again. (laughs) This guy's singing prayers with his kids after losing a playoff game. And then Marcus Mariota is the third one, kind of bizarre because he had the job in Atlanta and was doing okay and up and down. Then he got benched and disappeared from the team while his wife had a baby, him and his wife had a baby. And that got really weird, but he's a really nice guy. So Yeah, I, I, that was the one that surprised me. I haven't seen it yet, that he was included, but I thought it'll probably be pleasant to watch because from what I remember over the years guy. that he was a pleasant guy. Yeah, Heisman Trophy winner, nice guy. But the Mahomes access was amazing. So everybody watch it. It Some of it is going to bother you. Some of it's going to bother you. If you're a fan that wants to beat Kansas City, such as Cincinnati, Buffalo, the Raiders, Denver, I think you should watch it and get a fascinating look at what that organization is doing, what they're installing in their practices, what Andy Reid is letting the players do on Wednesday. You know, they came up with that ring around the rosy snow globe mm-hmm. play because Andy Reid said, you guys can come up with any play you want on Wednesday, and we, we can put it in a game. Never start, heard anybody ever doing that. And then you just saw how intense Mahomes is on the days he doesn't have a game, and you're like, if my quarterback isn't doing at least that, we're never going to beat him. He's right. good, man. He is damn good, and he's only getting better. Did you watch the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary? Oh, I did too. It's such a great, it's such a great story. You know, you know, I love immigrant stories uh, in the United States. I'm a big fan of the immigrant and the pilgrims. That's how our country was built. And I don't care whether they came in with papers or not. We've had great, we've had incredible people who have changed our culture, who snuck into this country, like, like Pamela Anderson and Caesar Milan. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, and they enhance our country in mystical and magical ways. And uh, as has has Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's a great story about. And you know, I saw a documentary, uh, like a four-part documentary on the circus, but and that Arnold could totally relate to. I could relate to growing up in Elmira, New York, which is almost like Arnold's hometown, where you say this isn't big enough for me. I want to do big things, and if I want to do, compared yourself to Arnold. Yes, you are, did, you are a bodybuilder. He's from a small town in Austria. Yes. You're from a small town in upstate New York. Yes, I, like I, I didn't put and, that together. And, and my friend Billy and my friend Dina and I and Aldo would have been, and we're all still very close. Would have been jumped on the back of the train with the circus had we been born a hundred years before that, and gotten out of town and done circus things. Instead, we came to Hollywood. But uh, which was the circus of uh, of the nineties, but I and so that's what he did, and it's a great testament, you know, for people, no matter what your politics is, the way he, what America has done for him, and his vision of America, yeah. his ability to visualize goals and achieve them, uh, the hubris gets you. Uh, do you remember when in twenty sixteen there was the scandal and the. Uh, the WikiLeaks mm-hmm. and, and uh, Colin Powell's emails were released. And even when he was gossiping about Hillary, it was kind of impressive the things he said. Like he was using, he was used to having everyone listen to him because he was a general. He said, but when she walks in a room, <laughs> he said, it's, he says, the hubris strikes you. And I had to look up the word. 
but it was just like owning a room. And some people would call it arrogance, but owning the room, the way Kobe would walk into an arena. And that the way Kobe would walk into an arena, Hillary or a general into a room, and Arnold into a room, and able to say, no, I want to star in with that funny voice. I want to star in movies. Sitting what down with James Cameron. And, and yeah. what I loved about the documentary Arnold was they broke it up into different categories. So the body built, first off, Arnold's born the son of a Nazi. Right. A Nazi, not a guy right. associated with the Nazis. Right. A Nazi. And he got out of that world. And his right. brother died. Watch the documentary, you'll see what happens. But so they break it down into his athletic career, bodybuilder. Then mm-hmm. they break it down into politics at one point. The movies, so everything oh, had to separate. In, par- in part of it, too, the hubris, of that, yeah. the cockiness, uh, the arrogance, and I say that in a positive way, of saying, oh, I can date a Kennedy. Yeah. I can him. star in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah, win Mr. America. This. I don't want to be in bad movies. Oh, I bought so much real estate. I didn't know that part about him. He bought so much real estate that when he was waiting and looking at really bad, shitty scripts, he, he could say no. Out. Right. And the action movies that he chose were just fantastic, right? Defined everything. But, I, you know, I, before we run out of time here, I just want to get into his bodybuilding for a second. We're okay. both sports talk hosts, part of what we do. You think of the greatest athletes of all time. You put Ali on the list, Tiger or Jack, Jesse Owens, mm-hmm. right? Track and field. Arnold now for me. This is what my, my big takeaway was. And the amount of lifting he did in his bedroom in Austria to get into those first bodybuilding contests and yep. win in Europe, in Germany, in London. And then what he did in Venice Beach. And then he was so much better than everybody else, Mr. Universe, Mr. Olympia, that we need to talk about him more as an athlete. I, put, I don't put him on the Mount Rushmore of athletes all time, but I'm definitely putting him in my top 10 because we don't talk about how dominant he was in his field of athletics. You might think bodybuilding is a category of athletics, what he did was so dominant that I look at him as an athlete much different than I did in the past. The past. I'm glad you say I had an argument with Eric P at Fox Sports Radio back in the years when I led uh, uh, an update with that he was going to run for governor. I got word ahead of time he was going to run for governor of California. He says, this belongs on Fox Sports Radio. I said, yes. He's an accomplished athlete turned movie star and an immigrant with a funny, uh, funny voice like everyone else in California that's going to run for governor of California. It's huge. And uh, and it did become he, he was wrong. It did become the number one story in America through sports. And you're right. And his ability to use his mentality, sports mentality to also accomplish the other things in life that he wanted to accomplish and flip that. And you're right. And while he was deciding what he wanted to do, he was buying up property in Santa Monica before the real estate boom. Incredible. One more, yeah. One more thing that was really deep for those. And again, spoiler alert, if you didn't see Arnold, the documentary mm. is he had a child out of wedlock with his maid and the child looks exactly like him. I know. Not close to him. Exactly like him. There was no way of hiding this kid. There's no way of saying that isn't my kid. And what that must have done to Maria, the kids. Well, they weren't in the documentary. Right. They weren't in it. And it was a great documentary. It was interesting to see that when he did that and he made a big mistake outside his marriage, he kind of destroyed his marriage. He put it all back together with his kids. And he loves this son. 
the son that he has now. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's and the way he owned away. everything, even he as a politician, the way he owned everything, and he did something politicians don't do nowadays. He wasn't going to take all the device. He, he was a Republican governor of California. He said, I can just fight, 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 and fight and be a divisive guy, or I can find common ground with every single issue and get things done and have my party yell at me, but do it for the betterment of California and the country. He decided to put party aside and try to get things done with the Democrats who were running California anyway. And if more politicians would do that and just work with people on the other side, what can we do to find common ground? He actually did, had a quite, as he won re-election, quite an accomplishment uh, for the last four years because he put party aside. And his ability to apologize, not double down, apologize. Oh, he's living in the for, moment. He, yep, he, he, he really is. He said, he said, it doesn't matter if we grew up in different times and I was grabbing ass. I shouldn't have been grabbing ass. And instead, he just all out. And... That you said that the the Kennedy part, you know, that's a huge part of his life, and none of them participated. That part and that mistake made him kind of a lonely man. Well, well this podcast, you know, someday we'll become millionaires with this podcast. Right. I guess not now. Uh, we will. We gave you the running back to press market. We gave you Arnold. We gave you the quarterback documentary. So, I would recommend you watch Arnold before quarterbacks, unless you want to learn about Mahomes' wife. <laughs> the highest level though. I'd go to I'd go to Arnold first as we continue. A little tease coming up in an upcoming podcast because okay. I just saw the newest edition of Mission Impossible. It wasn't good. It was great. Cruz has surpassed Stallone and Arnold as the all-time action hero. So I'll deliver on that tease. Oppenheimer's coming out. Uh, I know you're gonna go see Barbie. <laughs> I'm gonna go we're gonna see have, we're gonna have lights camera Jackson on. Uh, in our summer podcast series, summer podcast series, we're going to talk about the movies of the summer, blockbusters and all, and that's going to come up here in the next week or two. When you, you know, get I was told I, it's funny you say that because I made fun of someone for going to see Barbie, and you know, same with with Top Gun over the years. Your wife made me go see Devil Wears Prada. I wouldn't, I didn't want to go see Devil. Nothing in that movie looked like it appealed to me. It was a great movie. And, uh, and so and somebody said the same thing about Barbie. You'd like it. And so I Top Gun last year, I gave in and loved it. So I might give in. But first, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely seeing Mission Impossible first. Well, my wife will not get me to go see Barbie. <laughs> oh, so symmetrical, so good, delicious, delightful, delectable. First in freshness. The JT and Looney Podcast, thank you so much for listening to all 39 minutes and 39 seconds of it. We are powered by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.